Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table, where we help you tell your story, your way, in your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about a range of things from what inspired you to write your book, what your writing process was like, maybe you experienced writing writer's block. And we also talk about editing tips, strategies, and experiences, and so much more. Our goal is to provide inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible. If this is your first time joining us, again, my name is Chelsea, and I am a published author, editor, and the owner of Your Writing Table, which provides full-service book writing, consulting, editing, and publishing services. I've been writing and editing for over 20 years, and I guarantee you I eat, sleep, and breathe writing and editing. For all our returning listeners, thank you for being a part of our podcast family. We appreciate you and we thank you for all the support, the questions you send in for topic suggestions and all the positive feedback. Last but not least, thank you to all of our partners who support us financially and help us to continue create quality content while providing a platform for women writers to share their writing journey, promote their books, brands and their businesses. If you would like to become a partner, please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information and one more thing don't forget to follow us please please follow us on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you listen to your podcast on all you have to do is click the follow button or subscribe notify so you don't miss out on any of the episodes as they drop thank you so much and we appreciate it And now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to another phenomenal episode of Women Winning at Writing. And we are so glad that you tuned in and joined us today while we talk with another what? Woman who is winning at writing. So today on our show, we're going to be talking about mysteries. I know that's been a, a common theme lately, huh? But I think that it's perfect. We're in the fall season you know, Halloween is approaching Thanksgiving. It's, it's the perfect season, the perfect time, the perfect weather to curl up with a good book, a good whodunit, you know, a good suspense thriller, you know, to nothing like that, to get your, you know, to get your scary mind going. Right. (laughs) So, um, you know, as we, like I said, we're coming into the fall season. Um, I am in, Texas. And so for those of y'all that are familiar with the South, or if you are in the South where you're listening, wherever you're listening from, y'all know we have cooked like ribs on the pit since May. So all of us that live in the Southern region of the world, we are so excited that the temperatures are finally cooling down. Like we can actually enjoy wearing a long sleeve shirt or putting on a lightweight sweat jacket as we're walking or we're outside. And you hear what I said, lightweight. Like, it's not the Midwest. Like, don't pull out your ski clothes just yet, okay? (laughs) It's still a little bit warm. It's in the 70s, but, you know, hey, it's not the 90s, and it's definitely not the triple digits. But either way, this is amazing weather for mysteries, suspense, whodunits, and, of course, for those of you that enjoy horror, the horror books, the, the movies, all of that. And you know what I think of when I think of cozy, when I think of mystery, when I think of the fall? Comfort food. 
I'm sorry. I'm a foodie. Yes, I am. So curling up with a good book, having something really good to eat, a sweet treat. I'm loving it. And if y'all are loving it, let me know. Y'all drop some notes in the comments and tell me what's your perfect atmosphere, your perfect setting to curl up with the mystery. So let's dive right in and let's talk to our guest today who's going to share with us about her mysteries and she actually her website is cozy mysteries by the sea absolutely love that and she's got quite a few books out one of them is even called the seaside murder before christmas okay so is she not like right in my theme of fall winter cozy food like come on she's reading my mind she's got another one called murder is delivered okay y'all these titles are amazing so without further ado because we want to let her tell you more about it please help me welcome shannon simmons to the show hello shannon Hello, thank you for having me, Tokia. I really appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and taking some time out of your busy schedule. So let's just get right into it. Please tell us about yourself and your books. Uh, I'm a beach girl. (laughs) I was raised um, between the Oregon coast and Portland, Oregon. And when I had my kids, I came back out and... uh, We have a house we kind of call the Money Pit or the Beach Shack, the constant project about a block off the beach in Seaside. And um, I love to write, and I love to write about the coast. And I spent a lot of years working alongside maybe 15 plus, almost 20, with law enforcement to support survivors of domestic abuse, sexual assault, to do some trauma recovery. And now I work with young families that have babies, and I really love that piece. It's wonderful. Um, I, uh, I, I'm thinking, <laughs> I have kids, lots of kids, and now I'm a nana. That's pretty wonderful. So my books, my books are Cozy Mysteries, which I like to read. Of course, I like to write them. I think I read Agatha Christie, the whole series, like everything I could get my hands on when I was nine. It's just my favorite thing. So uh, the books that I write are um, Cozy, which means clean, and they're the series that's out right now is one that has um, a strong protagonist at 17, and she's very flawed. Uh, she wants to stay hidden, and she doesn't want the world to know that her, that her home life wasn't perfect. It's good now, but it wasn't perfect. And she gets outed on social media in the first book. So not only is she in the middle of murder mysteries, but she and her best friend Sophie, who is just mouthy and fun, uh, have you know to deal with all of their other life stuff around it. And that's kind of, cozy mysteries are like that. You want to get to know the small town. It's a small beach town. Um, there's pets in it, cat, and uh, of course, food. Food is good. My current book that will be released in November is got another strong female protagonist who, um, during COVID, quickly got her heart broken and quickly married somebody, and it ended up being not good. And I don't really talk very much about that, except it's at the beginning of the book, and she's on the run. She's supposed to be hiding. And, uh, yeah, and, but she's actually very strong, even though really rough things have happened. She's a research librarian at a Harvard degree. And oh, wow. <laughs> she ends up on a, on a bus with a woman, and the woman talks her to come into her town to check it out. There's a job for her. The job happens to be with a world-famous author that no she way. loves at a big old house up on the cliffs of the sea. And... So her option is, is to risk applying for this job and staying in one spot or just keep going on the run 
I'm staying safe. And uh, she decides to stay. And in the very first little bit, you're going to learn that one person has already died on his property. And uh, the town wants to keep it quiet. Of course. Yeah, I hear the suspense yeah. music already. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> know, right? It's like she's just in love with him. She just thinks he's just the best thing on earth. And then, then this all comes out right after she's kind of, you know, <laughs> so put it out there. So she's she like totally oblivious to anything that's going on. It's just she's got the well, she, laser yeah, beam on that, him. Yeah. She's heard while well, they the woman that she met talked about somebody had fallen and it's it's quite high it's like 900 feet which is the, the cliff that's near me and people fall from it sadly often almost every year and um so she says something oh that's an accident maybe it's suicide we don't know and as she's talking to him and she's just decided she's going for it um she starts listening and she realizes that they've decided it's an accident they want it to be suicide and she's not sure She's just not sure. So that's where the amateur sleuth comes into play. And she needs to figure this out to know who she's working for and living with nearby in a cabin on the property. Wow. That yeah, is so that's the mystery. <laughs> okay, see, so all I'm telling you, all I need now is like a good cup of hot something, maybe like a latte or something and curl up and just read. That's what I'm talking about. So what inspired yeah. you to begin writing, like, you know, your writing journey? Um, when I was a kid, you know, in Oregon, the weather changes. Like the locals will say, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. <laughs> so, for example, we've had a Christmas Eve where it was t-shirts and 70 degrees. And we've had a Christmas week where nobody could drive because they don't know how to plow the roads here. And it was a foot of snow. Um, so you just never know how things are going to turn out. And we literally did spend the entire summer with my grandmother and sort of the Golden Girls, my great aunt, growing up. A gaggle of us cousins. And when it rained... Um, they like to play games and I like to read and because my grandmother and my great aunts were teachers they had this fabulous bookshelf full of all of the best books that would rotate through and they had all the Agatha Christie that I could get my hands on and immediately like I'd read Ozma Vaughn I was over it I wanted Agatha Christie and that was my favorite oh, so I wow. think it was nine <laughs> yeah. I was an early reader I don't remember not reading um, but I also was writing already and uh, my mother said that my first, the first piece I ever authored was an apology note when I was around six. <laughs> Don't punish me. <laughs> so, but then as I got older, I, um, I did work as an advocate and I was very busy with kids. I published like a poem and I thought, well, I could write short stories because life was such chaos. And when I had to stop, uh, not because I wanted to, but because it was the right thing to do, doing that work, was the right thing for me and my family. Um, I needed a way to continue to work on something that I was passionate about, which is um, seeing, appreciating, understanding, and supporting strong women. Because mm -hmm. I think we we hear that you survive something immediately. We kind of pigeonhole you into, well, you know, you have a bad picker and all of the other victim-blaming things we engage in. Right. And in my, yeah, and in my stories, I love, you know, taking someone like that and letting you really get to know them. So I once I once had an editor tell me, and I love her, we're friends, so if she's listening, sorry, um, <laughs> that I, I needed to change my protagonist, my main character, because she was too strong for someone who had survived what she survived. And I wrote back and I said, hmm, 
I disagree. Let me answer that with two words. Maya Angelou. Wait, wait, two more. Oprah Winfrey. And I just went down the list because I think we we really have more strong women who have survived who just don't feel safe to tell you because we have such a stigma around um, those things still when yeah. we really don't need to. We don't need to. We need to be excited that people move on. The 90%, at one point in time, they said only 11% of women ended back up in that spot. And um, I actually because I did all of the domestic assault responses in my county for those years, I kept track and it was 3% here. It was, it was the fellows that were going and just repeat, 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 not the women. So, oh, wow. So I write about women and I like to let you see their lives and how, how they've overcome and where they're going and uh, while they're solving mysteries. And I like flawed characters. I like people like me with really difficult curly hair or <laughs> they're you know book geeks and we'd rather be in the library than out and, uh, you know all of those things people don't like to eat this book has a lot of cooking in it, so oh see cooking is good yeah. it's wonderful <laughs> yes. yeah i'm and, gonna give you recipes yeah and I, I i love that you said you like complex characters and i think that you know, when when you pick up a book, first of all, picking up a book is, you know, for some people, it's equivalent to watching TV or watching a movie. You want to mm-hmm. get immersed in that world. You want to yeah. you you want to be able to relate, you know, and identify yeah. with the characters. And so when you I just think when you have a complex character, you know, they've got a checkered past or maybe yeah. they've got some um, childhood issues or, you know, something that causes them to have have some serious quirks about themselves lessons to learn exactly i think that a colorful character just adds even more richness to the book to the Mm storyline well i went to a training once and it was taught by the woman that wrote story genius and if you haven't read it it's a really good book and she said something which really resonated with me which i believe and which i hope i was already doing and i continue to do she says if you don't love the main character by the end of the first page, you're going to put it down in the bookstore and walk away. Ooh. And I think, I think that's really true. Wow. So I try by the first, if not the second page, to give you a reason to really connect to this character. Oh, that's really good. Um, that yeah. That's, yeah. And it's true because you do want to be able to identify because if you can't, yeah, mm-hmm. that is a problem. Yeah, you're the star of your own movie and it's going through your head while you're reading the book. You know, and And, I think too, it adds to the plot. You know, it's kind of like, hey, you've lost me already and we're just at the first page. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if everybody's spectacular and everybody always does the right thing and everybody's always perfect, where is the plot? I will solve solve it by the first chapter. I'll tell you who the killer is. And I'm bored. I'm done. Yeah, it's, so done. Done. yeah it's over. Yeah. But when I hear somebody like say, you know, she food swears, so she yells out like, oh, bagel. And then she goes home and cooks and eats. You know, that's somebody I relate to. Right. I really relate to eating your emotions sometimes. Yeah. Even though it's not right, you know. Right. Uh, so now you describe yourself as a hybrid author. What type I of am. author is that for those that don't know? Uh, I am both self-published and I have a I had a publisher and I have a publisher so um 
I began writing uh, kind of self-help articles for uh, KSL or Deseret Digital Media. I wrote like 200 of them for, I don't know how many, we, we, we stopped at over a million reasons. Super excited about that. Yeah. Half of them I wrote with my daughter, which is very fun. And we're going to be at a conference together in a couple of weeks volunteering. Super oh, that's fun. great. She's amazing. We call ourselves Nova's Girls. Yeah. And yeah, then I did blogs. And so, um, so I had a little bit of a presence and I wrote um, my first book actually with my sister that kind of inspired it i i had just left that job uh, doing that great work that i just love doing where i'm my happiest place and uh, i was like actually asking god okay now what what do i do now because i still feel passionate about this and i still want to change the world for survivors and i don't know how to do that and it was like an immediate answer, write a book. And it was out of left field. <laughs> Just like, what? <laughs> Are you sure? And so yeah. I called my sister, who was my friend, and I said, you know what? I just had this experience. And she goes, you need to write a book. Well, it just so happens she's best friends with the world famous author and was on the board for his project. And um, she was very, she's like me, very into reading and wanted me to keep writing. So uh, she volunteered to edit. And at first I procrastinated, I just really procrastinated because I was like, I told her, I told her, I said, I can't write about anything I've done because I am a certified advocate. The second I write any words of truth, I lose my certification. And she's the one that said, write fiction. And I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) but I have to be really careful. It has to be like generic. So everything that I write is something I've seen a dozen times that's just generic, kind of common, right, across the board. And so... So she said that, and then I procrastinated it because I was, I don't know, a mother, lots of things going on, football games, yeah. soccer. Yeah, and then one night I had this dream I was being swallowed by a whale, and it was so real. Oh, <laughs> my yeah. daughter in my arms, and I'm in the ocean, the water's going up through the whale. I can chill the Bailey, and I'm yelling, I'll write the book, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and so I, funny. It was. Yeah. So I called her and said, so we got to write the book now. Right. And we did. So and now, the first what is, person took it. The I, first I, no, publisher. I was just going to say, I absolutely love that. You said, I'm going to write the yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very rarely does it happen that you send your book out and like the first publisher picks it up. Yeah. So, I sent it to one and they referred me to the other one. They said, well, this is a good book for this person. And they took it. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing. This book was totally written from the heart. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I didn't know anything about marketing or, you know, how to share it. Somebody called me and asked me to be on TV. And I said, oh, I'm in another state. I'm sorry. Now I just say, okay, I'll get on an airplane. Right. (laughs) Because I wasn't that smart then. I didn't know. I I published that one. And then I also self-published in between. And I'm self-publishing this one, I think. I've got it submitted somewhere, so we'll see. Yeah. So now, what is your writing process like when you're ready to like just get going and start creating content? How does how does that work for you? Well, I'm not. There's plotters and panthers. You know, panthers just kind of write by the seat of your pants. Um, a really good friend of mine is millions and millions of dollars in sales, and is a panther. You know, they get started and they're inspired, and they just go through the book. You know, that way. I. Uh, because it's a mystery, I want at least five red herrings, meaning five people that you think did it that didn't. 
And I want to make you love the killer. I do. I want to make, I just want to make it a good mystery. And so I start by um, making the character. Uh-huh. I make the main character and the main villain. And I know basically what the murder will be. Basically, but I might change my mind. And then I do a relationship board where I put them up on the wall. And I want at least three love triangles in my story. Not just the protagonist, mm-hmm. but in the story. And then I plot it out using sort of the Save the Cat model, uh, Hero's Journey mm-hmm. kind of model like they do. And I plot it out on the wall in detail. When I think I'm close um, or I'm stuck, this last book I had a Zoom call with my kids. So one of my kids is a detective. The other one's been a police officer, water deputy, ship's captain, uh, disabled veteran military. <laughs> it's just like a nurse. Uh, air traffic controller it just like a lot of they've done a lot of very self-helping positions that have taught them I have a pharmacist I can call uh, when I was poisoning somebody I called them and said how can I do this and I told them what I needed mm-hmm. uh, but anyway we got in a, we get in a zoom call because they are all true murder fans they don't want my nice books they want to read true murder they want to hear true murder which you know so it's different but they are very bright and intelligent including my daughter that writes with me and I tell them the plot and then they just make it better or I say for example in this book and I, I don't want to give it away but in in one of the books for sure and if not two they're out at sea in a ship mm-hmm. and um, you have to know the co- I mean it, there's no point in writing about it if I don't know the call sign right mm-hmm. so if the if the heroine is standing there and listening to somebody radio back in Mayday, Mayday, then I need to know how Mayday so, Right. Yeah. So my son was a ship's captain and, and did ships for Noah and he, he walked me right through it. It was great. Uh, my daughter, the detective, will tell me, you can't do that. That's not right. It doesn't work that way. And luckily I've been with law enforcement throughout the system and was like an expert witness in court. But I know the judicial system pretty well. And I know the responses for some things, but she's on a, a major crimes unit and two of my kids are death investigators. <laughs> so, you know, my books aren't gruesome or gritty or grimy. There's no swearing. You could give it to your 11 year old and they'd be just fine. Yeah. But I at least want to be accurate in what I write. So they help. It's pretty fun to do it with. Yeah, that is family. Cool. And that's my process. And they start writing. And then about the middle of my plot, uh-huh. one of the characters steps up, takes over, fouls it up, and it runs in a different direction. <laughs> well, you gotta love, you gotta love a plot twist, right? You gotta love a shakeup. <laughs> yeah, I think it adds even more spice. It does. Yeah. yeah. So one last question before we wrap up. When you are, so when you're um, creating your storyline and your plot and you get it all together, how do you actually come up with your characters and like to keep coming up with new characters as you're developing, you know, the new books for the series? I do the characters first. There's no character that's based on a real person. The main character of this book is, physically and a little bit emotionally based on my best childhood friend in the city, which was, she was half Hawaiian and taught me to love boy, lots of good things. And um, so she's got a little bit of her characteristics and that her grandmother, you know, makes octopus <laughs> kind of thing. So that, that inspired her, but then the rest of it is just me. And basically what I do is I start out with what I, 
what I'm looking for and um, you know I try not to get too detailed in physical characteristics I don't want to go there I want anybody to be able to pick it up and get inside that body and feel good there and be mm-hmm. happy there yeah uh, as far as other, I'm a people watcher I don't know about you yes, but I, I am. am a people watcher <laughs> yeah. yeah everywhere I go we used to have this little game I would play with my ex-husband where we'd go somewhere like a mall and you know you had to end up waiting in line you're always in line forever and ever you're in line and um, I'd pull somebody out and I'd say oh he's a Russian spy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then we write a plot about the people around us and that was just for entertainment but I'm a people watcher so I've lots of people that I've watched and in my world that are hilarious in one of my books the first series Cozy Mysteries by the Sea um, series the grandmother Mabel fiery redhead and she is a conglomeration of my great aunt uh-huh. and one of my great aunt's names was Mabel and Mabel was a chain smoker who summited Mount Hood in her 40s <laughs> which if you knew Mount Hood you'd go like holy crud that's a lot it's very high yeah <laughs> so right. they were yeah so she's definitely an easy character to write because she is all of those women and they were hilarious I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, for being our guest today. Before we close, how can listeners connect with you and get copies of your books? Um, I have a funky last name. It's spelled weird. And so I'm just going to tell you that. I'm actually thinking about changing it. Um, I'm on Amazon at Shannon Simons, S-Y-M-O-N media. You know, uh, and then I'm also I have the website Cozy Mysteries by the Sea, which is much easier to remember. And if you put my name in, I'll come up too. And you can go to the website or social media. I'm on Instagram at Shannon Simon's author, Facebook, same thing. Um, and I have a Cozy Mysteries by the Sea page, and I like to feature other authors and giveaways and fun stuff because that's what I do, and I think it's just fun. And I want to see all the giveaways, so I post those when I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where you find me, probably Goodreads. Wonderful. Desert Book. I had some in Costco. They're not there anymore, but Barnes & Noble, Target. Yeah. Okay, cool. Lots of places. Well, yeah. we will Apple make sure books. to include... Spotify. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll make sure that we include all of your connecting, excuse me, connection information and contacts in the episode notes, so the listeners will be able to access easily. Well, thank you again, Shannon. Well, I, let me give you a little. Oh, yes, something. yes. Mm-hmm. Cedar Cedar Fort is my publisher. They've created this app, and on this app, you can listen, read every book I've written, whether it was self-published or published by them. They came back and got my other book. And um, they've given me, there's a little code in there for a month free, and I have four audiobooks, and those are all on there. So it's Cedar Fort, the app. And I think you can do like a whole free month. And I will give you the code for your listeners. Perfect. If you want to put it in the comment. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Definitely. Okay, so yeah. listeners, hi. Stay tuned and look, make sure you look at the episode notes so you don't miss out on getting access to that. Because again, we just talked about this is the perfect weather, the perfect time of year to read a cool mystery, a cozy mystery. And you may not be by the sea, but your books will transport you there as long as you've got your beverage, your maybe you've got your hot cocoa or whatever it is that you need to curl up with a good cozy 
mystery. So thank you again, Shannon, for being our guest. This has been so wonderful and delightful speaking with you. Oh, it was fun. It was great. Great to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, as always, keep winning at writing. Until next time, everyone be blessed. Bye for now.